0: You are listening to Restoring the Branches Ministries. Our mission is to reconnect Yah's people to the root and truth of his word. We have been called to take Yah's healing to the nations, remove the stumbling block out of the way of his people, and teach as well as model the importance of serving the living Elohim in spirit and in truth. We live by Romans 15 and 4. For whatever... Was written in the former days. Was written for our instruction, so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. Hallelujah, Abba Yah. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your your goodness, your grace, and your mercy, Father. Um, so grateful um, for all the gratitude that has, um poured forth from the people, Father, and the scripture and the word. Father, we thank you for your love and your kindness. Father, we ask that you uh, would go before us, uh, that you would lead and guide us according to your word. Father, um, just be with us and keep us. Father, as we go through this month, we are leaning and depending on you. We are trusting in you. We are yielded to you. We are uh, desiring to be faithful to you. Abiyah. So we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your love and your kindness and your faithfulness and just the kind words, Father, and that we would receive those words with joy and give you glory. Hallelujah. For you are good in your mercy and yours forever. So we thank you, Father, and we just give you all the praise, honor, and glory in the name of Yeshua Messiah, we pray. Hallelujah and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the exhortation today is what am I giving? Um, And so this, (laughs) like I had a, what I would say is a nightmare um, last night. And this morning I was like bumping, I'm just gonna get on up. So I'll tell you, I'll share this dream with you. I was really laughing at myself. So um, in my dream, I was at work and there was supposed to be a guest speaker and uh, the superintendent was there and I guess we had already had a meeting, but I forgot about it. So I'm like working hard. I'm working so hard. I'm in like a, like a t-shirt and jogging pants. Um, And then the speaker gets there, their bus is there, like just regular work day. And I walk through there and I'm like, dang, everybody dressed up and I'm in work gear. And I hear my superintendent was like, what in the what she got on? And she said something. And I'm like, but I've been work, I've been working. I've been working. So I run to um I run to my old classroom and I'm gonna change clothes. So I have clothes in there, but clothes are everywhere they're everywhere and I can't find what I need and I get this but I don't have the top to this or I have this dress but I don't have the carnigan and then the janitor um it's a female janitor she comes in trying to kind of help me trying to kind of clean and so I'm like halfway dressed, and then the superintendent knocks at the door and then it's the the guest speaker and I'm like oh my goodness like <laughs> I can't find the clothes I need I can't Find anything that I need, and I'm frustrated and I'm not dressed, and I'm peeking through the window, and I'm like, Give me one second. And so, like, I woke myself up. I'm like, I'm not gonna see what the end gonna be on this. <laughs> so, I got up, and then I immediately started working on my closet because my closet is a hot mess. Like, I have not made time, I'm not gonna say I haven't had time, I haven't made time to get it organized the way that it needs to be um and and in our new home I share a closet with my husband who color coordinates and sh- you know short sleeve shirts long sleeve pants this way this folded this way i mean it's like woo and i know I, he has been very patient he has not said a word but i know deep down in his soul I was irking him. My side of the closet made it impassable for him to get to his stuff. So I woke up. I woke myself up. Praise y'all, and I worked on my closet. I was like, Mm-mm, "Ain't nobody got time for that." Um. So, but yeah. So the the exhortation for this month is: What am I giving? What am I giving? And It came to me as I was listening to uh, Bear Sheet earlier this week, um, last week. So let me go to the next. And when I say, What am I giving? like there's phrases, I pulled this from the Urban Dictionary, um, because sometimes a lady I work with on the hallway, I'm like, How are the kids doing in math? And she'll say something like, the math is not mathing, like is it's not clicking. So when you say it's not giving, it refers to something that is not living up to its expectations. For example, from Trap Bunny Bubbles, hey, sus, I got my hair done. What do you think? Response is, uh, it's not giving what it was supposed to have gave, sus. Um, another phrase like when. I might be saying, Hey, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get this done. And somebody's response is like, say less, like go ahead and do it. You ain't got to You don't have to say anything else about it. Say less, go ahead and, and do it. Um, when somebody says something is true, the Avads introduced us cause I was not aware, but facts like, Oh, that's like, Oh yeah, that's right. Or that's true. Or you are absolutely right. I totally agree. So facts, um, Another one would be like I me and Jeremy do this a lot and then my students um like we like don't do too much. Don't do too much. Don't do too much. Uh and they're very they're much better at it than I am. Um and they put the whole head roll in it. So, you know, it is what it is. But what am I giving? And so you need the context of the urban dictionary to know when it's not giving, okay? All right, so let's go to Genesis 2 and 18. Genesis 2 and 18. Genesis 2 and 18, um, hallelujah, when you get there. Amen. Um, It said, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a companion for him who corresponds to him. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a companion for him who corresponds to him. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. So um, that companion that corresponds to him is highlighted in yellow. It's Etzer Konegdo. Etzer Konegdo. And in my um, Bible, shout out to the NET, Um, but my note says traditionally it's helper, Uh, but the English word helper, because it cannot um, connote so many different ideas, because it can connote so many different ideas, does not accurately convey the connotation of the Hebrew word etzer. Usage of the Hebrew term does not suggest a subordinate role a connotation which English helper can have. In the Bible, God is frequently described as the helper, the etzer, the one who does for us what we cannot do for ourselves, the one who meets our needs. In this context, the word seems to express an idea of an indispensable companion. The woman would supply what the man was lacking in the design of creation. And logically, it would follow that the man would supply what she was lacking, although it does not say that. So when Etzer is an indispensable companion, in English, we get helper, but it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. Um, so in my notes, oh, let me go, there it is. Um, In my notes, it's our divine function to be one who helps to reflect and compliment. Um, Rashi on Genesis 2 and 18 says, a help opposite him, a connecto. If he merits it, it's a help. If he does not merit, it's against him, to fight against him, maybe to bring him back in line to what he should be doing. Um, Etzer, again, means to help. Or succor. Uh, And then that word specifically means assist and support in times of hardship and distress. So when you look up this word etzer, it's from the woman he created that he drew from Adam, and it's of God Himself as an answer. Okay. All right, so we're going to look at the word etzer, and I've talked about before the hidden and the revealed. And so that's what we're gonna look at. So the word etzer is the ion, uh, the Zion and the Raish. But well, when I spell out Ion, that's Ion. Okay, I'm adding the letters in black. When I spell out Zion, I have to add a yod and a Vav. When I spell out raish i have to add a yod and a shin so the blue is the revealed part of the word it's the word that's revealed that's what we see um it's there but the hidden part are all the letters that are connected to it so i have a yod which is looks like an apostrophe a yod and then i have a final noon um so yod 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 and then i have shin Okay, so when I want to spell the word Shin, it's Shin, the letter Yod and Noon. So the hidden part of being and at there, there's something in Shin that we need to see. There's something there. Um, remember our exhortation is what am I giving? All right, so Shin, the gramatria or the numerical value is three hundred. Um, it is the symbol of divine power and script, but also of corruption. Um, in this book, the wisdom of the Hebrew alphabet. It is a wonderful book. I really like this book. Um, but part of Shin is is this aspect of peace. Let me go to that. Um. Part of the Shin is an aspect of peace on page 208. It says, as the essence of all harmony and perfection, Hashem is called the maker of peace. God's descriptive names do not imply only descriptions of his attributes, but serve as examples for man to emulate. For man to thrive spiritually, he must copy the attributes of his maker. For man to thrive spiritually, he must copy the attributes of his maker. In the introduction of this book, um, and it is a, what we would call, I don't wanna say non-Messianic because they believe in Mashiach, but they would not attribute um, it to Messiah, but, I have in my notes, Memray Yeshua right there, because in the beginning it says, just as the word of God gave being to the heaven, so it is his word that gives being to everything. So that's, that's right here. So, and that's why they go through so intently to the, Jeremiah, close that door, please. Thank you. That's why they go so intently through the letters of, and I'm off. No, but when Yeshua says, "I am the Aleph and the tab, the first and the last, the beginning and the end," like He is, He He is He is who He is. He, as they would say, He is Him. <laughs> um, so with that, and then let's look at Genesis five, Genesis five twenty-two and twenty-four. So Shen and three hundred, um, and that being hidden in etzer, which means help or helper or companion. So Genesis 5, um, 22, well, I'll do 21. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. And after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God for 300 years and he had other sons and daughters. Um, the entire lifetime of enoch was three six three hundred sixty five 365 years and enoch walked with god and then disappeared because god took him away so we see that 300 um and the sophonoh that is he emulated his ways by performing acts of loving kindness and issuing rebuke um and it it connects to Deuteronomy 13 and 4 you must follow the lord your god and revere um him only. I might have typo, sorry. And you must observe his commandments, obey him, serve him, and remain loyal to him. Let's go to Genesis 3. So we got that background. Let's go to Genesis 3, looking at verse 1. Hallelujah. Okay. All right, it says, now the serpent was shrewder than any of the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, is it really true that God said you must not eat from any tree of the orchard? The woman said to the servant, we may eat of the fruit from the trees of the orchard, but concerning the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the orchard, God said, you must not eat from it and you must not touch it or else you will die. The serpent said to the woman, surely you will not die for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And then the woman saw that the tree produced fruit that was good for food, was attractive to the eye and was desirable for making one wise. And she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some of it to her husband who was with her. And he ate it. So what the woman gave created a burden. Because if we keep reading on, um, where are you? The woman you gave me, I ate of this. What happened to you? The serpent, what did you, you know, then this, this, um, as they say in the uh, Tour of Leadership book, a lack of responsibility. And. Um, But the woman, if we just start in Genesis two, the woman was given a divine function to help in a way that only God can do. And yet what she gave her husband was a burden, was a a sin that brought death, was um, something that could not be undone by this first Adam ever again. So what are we giving? What are we giving? Are we giving? are we operating in our divine function and purpose? Are we being or emulating our master, being a helper, being a companion, uh, being um, uh, exhibiting loving kindness, uh, peace, joy, self-control? Are, are we what are we giving? And is what we choose to give going to create a burden in someone else's life? what are we giving? What will we be giving? Um, let's go to, sorry, I had a Bible note there. Yes. Let's go to Jeremiah three and eight. Oh yeah, moving faster than me. <laughs> Jeremiah three and eight. So then, like you might be said, well, hey, how can you make that connection? That's a husband and wife. That's blah 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 blah. But Israel three and eight. Um, okay, three and eight. And she she also saw that because of wayward Israel, adulterous worship of other gods, I sent her away and gave her divorce papers but she but still her unfaithful sister sister judah was not afraid and she too went and gave herself like a prostitute to other gods what was she giving what is israel giving israel's also cited as like my firstborn son um uh israel is the adulterous wife israel said all that you said we will do and be obedient at the mountain but what are you giving? Your Torah ain't touring. Your love ain't really loving. Your obedience ain't obeying. What are you giving? What are you giving? Um, And even with that, if we look at Exodus 19 and six, Exodus 19 and six, that was good that Shad read that it being the beginning of months to you, and that you don't have to be under your taskmaster, and that you can, you know, set time or make time that you can that it doesn't have to be, well, I don't have time because I'm so busy. It it's you can make time to do what has um eternal consequences. So in Exodus 19 and 6, it says. We'll do five. And now if you will diligently listen to me and keep my covenant, then you will be my special possession out of all the nations for all the earth is mine. And you will be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So what are we giving? Are we giving kingdom of priests type vibes or are we giving ratchitivity and um, I'm gonna do me I'm a turn up. I'm a, a walk in the desires of my flesh. What are we giving? So let's look at First Peter two and nine. First Peter two and nine. I think I originally wanted to do more of that, so I'm just going to start at one. It says, so get rid of all evil and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander and yearn like newborn infants for the pure spiritual milk so that by it, you may grow up to salvation if you have experienced the Lord's kindness. And Dr. Shirley always uses this verse uh, through loving kindness, the father has drawn us. So as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but chosen and precious in God's sight. You yourselves, as living stones, are built up as a spiritual house to be holy priests, to be a holy priesthood, and to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Yeshua Messiah. For it says in scripture, look. I lay in Zion a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and whoever believes in him will never be put to shame. So you who believe see his value, but those who do not believe the stone that the builder rejected has become the cornerstone and a stumbling stone and a rock to trip over. They stumble because they disobey the word and they were destined to do but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people of his own so that you may proclaim the virtues of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light you were once not a people but now you are God's people and you were shown you were shown no mercy but now you have received mercy so based on the mercy that we received and based that we experienced the lord's kindness what are we giving? What are we giving? Let's go to Revelation. Revelation 1, 4 through 6. Hallelujah. It says from John to the seven churches that are in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from he who was and no for he who is and who was and who is still to come and from the seven spirits that are before his throne. And from Yeshua Messiah, the faithful witness, the firstborn from among the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth, to the one who loves us and has set us free from our sins at the cost of his own blood and has appointed us as a kingdom, as priests, serving his God and father. To him be the glory and the power forever. Amen. What are we giving in light of the one who is? shown his love towards us and set us free from our sins at the cost of his own blood. That that math is mathing. That that adds up. That adds up to a life of service. That adds up to true discipleship. That adds up to Oh yeah, absolutely say less. I'm I'm on it. No problem. You know, um Revelation 5 Revelation 5 and verse 9. Well, sorry. Seven, then he came and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. And we had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders threw themselves to the ground before before the lamb, before the lamb, before the lamb. Each of them had a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. They were singing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were killed. And at the cost of your own blood you have purchased for God persons from every tribe, language, people, and nation. And you have appointed them as a kingdom of priests to serve our God. And they will reign on the earth. So what are we giving? What are we giving? A long time ago, I had a dream and it was, it was like a almost like a wedding banquet, but like, I had a crown on. Um and I just remember just um not necessarily in the dream, but that then there was a message that the crowns that we receive, you know, let no one take your crown. You. Those crowns are what's gonna be. Huh? those crowns are going to be what's thrown at his feet um so let me see revelation i think it's my last verse revelation 20 all right 20 and one. Then I saw an angel descending from heaven, holding in his hand the key to the abyss and a huge chain. He seized the dragon, the ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and tied him up for a thousand years. The angel then threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it so that he could not deceive the nations until the one thousand years were finished. After these things, he must be released for a brief period of time." Then I saw thrones and seated on them were those who had been given authority to judge. I also saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony about Yeshua and because of the word of God. These had not worshiped the beast or his image and had refused to receive his mark on their foreheads or their hand. They came to life and reigned with Yeshua for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who takes part in the first resurrection. The second death have no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. What? are we giving does our is our discipleship discipling is our love loving is our hope hoping is our faith faithing is what is what we're supposed to be giving giving or being gave or whatever it is i'm shy deacon of I talked about love And just love in itself is an aspect of giving. And we know in the word that God is love and and he is light and darkness does not uh, dwell where he is. What are we giving? What are we giving? Um, So I pray um, that, that our words match our actions this month, that we are who we say we are because he is who he says he is and he is, and we are who he's called us to be. Um, so I pray that we are giving in a way that our our thoughts, our actions, and our deeds align, um, that he be glorified in all things. So Abba we thank you for this day, your love, your compassion, your goodness, your mercy, your truth. Father, we thank you uh, that you are good and your mercy endures forever. Father, we ask to be led in the way that leads to life, Father, uh, that that um, we would take in your truth and your compassion and your loving kindness, Father, and that we would give um, those things away, that it would be giving, that it would be loving, that it would be kind, that we would be overcomers. This is the fight of our lives, Father, and I pray that you would help us to to win this battle against ourselves. We're looking at the man or woman in the mirror and we're desiring to be better, we're desiring to to work harder and and not um, over any trivial thing, but this this work is um, because we love you and because we are appreciative and because we uh, want to, to emulate our creator and our maker. So we just give you all the praise honor and glory today. We thank you for every word um uh, that was there was exhortation and the gratitude, Father, and we thank you for that, Father. I pray that we would continue to press toward the mark um that we would um, not be weary and well doing, but that we would continue, Father, knowing that the harvest is coming, Father, knowing that you've given us talents and we don't want we don't want to not have anything in our hands. And we don't want to not multiply what you've given us, Father. So give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding uh, that we can have that harvest some 30, 60, 100 fold. And you had said that that would be possible for those that hear and do your word. So your hearers and doers are here. Your hearers and doers are all over the country. They're all over the world. Father, help them to, to multiply and increase because you said it was possible and we trust in your word. We just give you all the praise, honor, and glory in the name of Yeshua Messiah, we pray. Hallelujah and amen. Hallelujah. Oh, so me go back to this. One. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll um, do our Rosh Kadesh um lesson. Um, Hebrew then our English. All right. All together, Yehi Ratzon Malchikeh, mm-hmm. uh um, Elo Nai Loheinu, Avoteinu, Shechadesh Elenu Chodesh Tov, uh Be Odeinu Yeshua HaMashiach Amen. May it be your will, Lord, our God, and God of our fathers, that you renew for us a good month in our Lord, Yeshua, the Messiah. Amen. Kodesh Tov. May you have a blessed month, and we will see you um, Wednesday night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shalom. Hallelujah. Shalom. Oh. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Shalom, Ms. Thelma. Good night. Thank you for listening to Restoring the Branches Ministries. Our website is www.restoringthebranches.org. We're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us at restoringthebranches at gmail.com. Shalom.